Hey, everybody, just real quick intro. Uh, Kev was on Cincinnati Soccer Talks March to the Match uh, with our buddy Brian Weigel the other day. Um, and uh, Brian was kind enough to send over the audio from that show uh, to give us a little preview of you know what we can expect out of Pittsburgh versus Cincinnati this weekend. So that's what's coming up here. Uh, again, huge thanks to, to Brian for sharing it, and uh, hopefully you guys enjoy. Thanks. Hello and welcome to CincinnatiSoccerTalk.com's March to Match Day podcast. This is your host, Brian Weigel. Joining me to preview this Saturday's match between FC Cincinnati and our rivals. I, I think we can call rivals by now. There's a lot of heat going, especially in 2018, the Pittsburgh Riverhounds. So joining me, as I said, is Kevin Sparks of the Mongols podcast, which is one of the stars on the Beautiful Game Network. Sponsored by Scarfs. I got it. You're too kind. That's very nice of you. <laughs> so, guys, if you're if you're new to the show, um, I'm going to ask Kevin several questions about the River Hounds in an effort to give you the listeners a uh, a background on the club as well as a brief scouting report. Of course, we've kind of changed this show up throughout the whole season when you include uh, the second, and I'm sure we'll be talking about the third time versus the River Hounds. Well, I guess technically third and fourth if you if you count the U.S. Open Cup. So. We're, uh, we're getting real friendly with the River Hounds and uh, real excited to talk to Kevin. So before we dive down into all the facts, I'm going to set the stage. This could be a huge match. Number one, FC Cincinnati, 17 wins, three losses, six draws on 57 points versus a potential number two, depending what they do midweek. As uh, I mentioned later, we are recording this before Pittsburgh sh- Pittsburgh's game on Wednesday in Indiana. So they're they're right now they're technically in third place, but if they can get a get a point or a three in Indy, that at least could be they can't be worse than second place in the USL East. So big uh, big big stakes on the line here, uh, going to be here on uh, Saturday in Nipper Stadium. As of course uh, the Riverhounds are 12, 12 wins, three losses, nine draws, forty five points. Again, tough team to beat uh, with uh, with Bob Lilly as the head coach. So. Uh, Kevin, real quick, um, you know what's what's the, how's the, like the season gone for Pittsburgh right now? You know, it's just been kind of like a whirlwind. Last year, you had thirty six points throughout the whole season. Now you're standing at forty five with many games to go, sitting on third, potentially second. You know, what's things been like? How's the city been reacting to the team? So I'll kind of quickly take you through my own like personal journey through this season. I think, you know, there was a lot of hype around the team uh, early on um, with the whole kind of rebrand, Lily coming in, a bunch of new players coming in. So there, there was a, a lot of excitement, but um, even even early on, I think it was more excitement among the kind of fans who have always been fans of the Riverhounds. Um, it, it's taken, you know, a good half of the season i think for the rest of the of the city to start catching on I, I think we you know we go unbeaten for a while at the beginning of the season i think that gets into the kind of local press and and people have been showing up um which is which is really good i think our stadium capacity um has been getting close to full in the past couple home games if not um i don't have those numbers off the top of my head but um it it seems like we'll probably kind of we'll, we'll definitely exceed numbers um from from last season but so that's the kind of like attendance kind of city or like perspective of things i mean me personally um yeah i think at the beginning of the season uh i it was really hard for me to to know what to expect out of this team new manager but a bunch of new players 
And so I was just kind of along for the ride and enjoying it. Um, so it, it's, it's only been recently where we've started to maybe, you know, pick up a draw where it should have been a win or, um, you know, that's kind of happened, I would say, too much, uh, too much recently where I'm starting to be a bit more critical because it's this team has, has kind of turned me into believers um, that, that we belong uh, at the very least in the top four in the East. I think earlier on the season, I, no one knew um, there, there was no expectations to be had. But now that they've kind of made a believer out of me that this this Riverhounds team belongs in the top four. And because of that, I think um, I think it's fair to say we've struggled over the past couple of games, um, especially uh, finding the net. But but with Lily, uh, you know, you're always going to have good defense. But um, absolutely. That's, yeah, that, that's kind of the route we're on now. I think I think we started off really strong. Um, had a solid uh, middle part of the season. I mean, I guess we're still kind of in the middle part of the season, but um, the last the last couple of games, I think we've uh, maybe tripped up a little bit over over some hurdles. Mm-hmm. So we we kind of made mention FC Cincinnati's out there on on 57 points at the time of this recording. They have a 12 point advantage on on Pittsburgh. Uh, FC Cincinnati has eight more games to go. Is you know that with all due respect, is this now really a battle for second place between Louisville at forty six points after dropping to Toronto of all teams, Toronto, Pittsburgh, <laughs> right behind them at forty five, and then of course Charleston, uh, right behind them. But you know, I think it's also fair to mention that uh, we do play Pittsburgh twice, so things could change. You know, if if, if FC Cincinnati loses to Pittsburgh twice, you know it's a six point advantage cutting into that yeah I, I think realistically i think that's probably a fair statement um you know it, it would take something something that would really kind of catch the eye of pretty much like all of u.s soccer to say oh wow like okay that kind of turned around pretty quickly um i mean it is possible i mean i i think if 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 the riverhounds are going to overtake cincy i think it's you know we need to win both games against you and hope that you slip up in other areas and just right now that doesn't look like it's going to happen to you guys um so in reality yeah um it's it's probably something now where we have to kind of fight off louisville and charleston um and i you know it's if, if you would have asked me two nights ago how I feel about it, I think you would have gotten a slightly different answer than than if you would ask me tonight. But uh, but yeah, maybe we can talk about that in a bit. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, to be fair, Pittsburgh's—I know they're not an expansion team; they've been around forever. But if you look at their roster, they're almost like an expansion team. All these new bodies, new coach, new staff, new way of doing things—same old Riverhounds, but. It's just a whole new vibe around that club, and I I think being where they are right now has been a just a huge success. When you take in into context the previous uh, downs, I would say of of being a Pittsburgh fan. Yeah, yeah, no, I I completely agree with you, and I think um, if you would have yeah if you would have asked me five games ago, I I would have probably said word for word what you just said. But like I said, I think. Over the over the kind of story arc of this season thus far, just in the past couple of games, you know, I've 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 now I don't know I think my expectations have now been made clear. Like I, I you know I I feel like I'm knowing Lily and his tactics and his and his coaching style more intimately. I feel like I'm knowing a lot of these players more intimately, and 
kind of, you know, getting a better understanding of all of that, you know, I think, you know, this team deserves to be where we are. Now, I, you know, I completely agree with you where if you, if you juxtapose where we are now with previous seasons, absolutely. I mean, you know, we as, we as Riverhounds fans are over the moon right now to be in, in the position that we are. I mean, we've struggled to consistently make the playoffs and, and now we're looking at potentially, you know, uh, a home playoff game, um, which, which would be great for the club and the city and the team. Um, so it's a, it's a weird position to be in where I, yeah, at one hand, I think we're all kind of scratching ourselves. I mean, you know, we doing the pod last year, we just got so tired of talking about losses and draws and everything. And, and, and this season it's, it's really different. So, uh, so yeah, on one hand, we're quite happy, but I think on the other hand, we know that this team is good enough to, to at least be here. If not, you know, get, get a couple more points on the board in the past couple of games. Sure. Now, now both teams are, are kind of in or going into a, sh- what I like to call a show me phase. Uh, FC Cincinnati is everybody's been saying the whole year. They haven't beaten anybody for real. They haven't, they haven't accomplished anything. Well, then they go and annihilate Charleston at home. They annihilate Atlanta on the road, which you had there, Atlanta. But then they go and beat a Rowdy's team on the road, which it wasn't a pretty game. They played very defensive. The strategy that that game is is up for debate, depending on which side of the game you look. Of course, you had ref issues and all that stuff. But now they go and host Pittsburgh and then travel to Louisville. So uh, this is an exciting time for FC Cincinnati. And then on the other side with Pittsburgh, you know, you you you. You hosted Tampa, then you're traveling to Indy, you're traveling to Cincinnati, then you host Bethlehem, Louisville, and Indy again. So, I mean, you really have, like, this is this is kind of the time of the year where you got a lot of important games, and, and you need to start winning these if you if you hope to generate some uh, um, mojo, momentum going into the playoffs. Now, with, with that said, Pittsburgh comes in, Wednesday game versus Indy, Saturday game in Cincinnati. Do they have the horses to be able to win both those games? We, so yeah, we talked about this on our, on our pod last night. We, we we kind of debated over this for for a little bit. Um, I I think six points out of the next two games is you know more than I think a lot of us could expect realistically. Um, I, th- I think. You know the indie game is 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 really big. I mean, not only just for the points at this point at this point in the season, but um, I mean, yeah, the 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 game at Nippert is a huge game, and to to be able to walk into that with a win on our belt um, instead of maybe two draws in a row or maybe even a draw and a loss is it's not going to help. Um, so not only for the points, but I think for the momentum. I think this game against Indy is is really important, and so I don't know. I think I think it's it's going to be tough. Um, I, I think something we've struggled with all year is uh, getting goals from all over the pitch. I mean, so we have, you know, Nico Brett up front who is still in the running for, you know, the golden boot. I think he has like 13 or 14 goals this season. Um, uh, but the, the only problem is, you know, when, if he doesn't score, we're really struggling. Um, I think, you know, we, we have, we have Francois who kind of plays on this left attacking midfield role slash winger. Um, he's been looking bright of late, but still, I mean, he's not putting it in consistently. So that, 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 I think that's my only worry right now is uh, a lot of, of what kind of happens in these next two games 
you know, it, it either falls on the shoulders of Brett, you know, if, if he can score, then great. I, I think all of us, if, you know, if you're telling me Brett scores three goals over the course of these next two games, I feel, I feel pretty good about this, but you know, if you're telling me Brett doesn't score at all, then I think we're in for, for a pretty rough, uh, pretty rough two away games. And you saw last week with FC Cincinnati versus Atlanta, then Tampa Bay, they rested several of their players in, in both games, to be fair. Uh, but of course, they were trying to get a lot of their horses ready to go for Tampa Bay on the weekend. Is there, have you heard anything out of Pittsburgh that they might be treating one game more importantly over the other, potentially resting some players or maybe going forward on Wednesday? Yeah, I, I think, I mean, I think amongst the fans, I mean, this is a really tough call for, for Riverhounds fans. We've had the discussions and yeah, I mean, part, you know, one section says, no, you, you treat every game against Cincinnati as, as, as a huge game and you want to win it and you play, you, you play your strong side. And on the other hand, you know, with, with a tight schedule with what three games in seven, eight days, um, you know, this goes back to the point you made earlier. I mean, realistically, if you're looking at this from kind of a mathematical standpoint, it kind of is a two horse race and, and, you know, kind of picking up points or, or, or I guess not picking up points, but refusing points to Cincy at this point, I think becomes less important than, you know, picking up points where we can get them. Um, so I think, I think if you're pressing me for it, um, you know, and, and if fitness is an issue, which I can never tell these days, I mean, like it's, I, I feel well, like sport- look, at, look at Louisville midweek. <laughs> Yeah, well, that's, yeah, that's true. But I mean, I guess the, so much comes down to, you know, from the kind of sports, sports medicine side, like, I, you know, I feel like we've come a long way. And I, I, I don't know how quick these players can recover physically. I think the question comes down to the like the mental aspect of it, you know, can they focus and, and play, you know, so many games in a tight, uh, tight amount of space, uh, or tight, tight amount of time, and, and still kind of play with composure and concentration and, and, and all that kind of stuff. So, I mean, it will be tough. I mean, it's, I think Lily's going to have to look at the likes of Brett and other big names in our team and say, you know, kind of look them in the eye and, and say, can you go three games this week? Um, and I think a lot of it's going to be kind of, you know, a judgment call of, of, you know, can we push them? Can we not? Um, but, uh, but yeah, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm also hoping, you know, Lily kind of tends to have things up his sleeves for big games. So uh, I kind of wouldn't roll something, roll something out of, of him doing something kind of nuts in either the indie game or the Cincy game. For sure. Yeah. I, I mean, starting Van, Van Kazeel, I can't remember. I can't remember. <laughs> Van Kazeel. Yeah, that was a good effort. <laughs> Center back versus FC Cincinnati in that first game on, in April, which we drew 2-2. Yeah. Uh, I think a lot of people in FC Cincinnati land credit that game as the is the game, the moment that jump-started FC Cincinnati's season. Kind of had this, um, formations are formations, tactics and everything plays into that as well, but FC Cincinnati started in a 4-2-3-1. They struggled through the first several games of the season. Of course, they did pick up some, some wins, but they struggled versus Louisville. They struggled mightily that first half versus Pittsburgh, and then they switched to this 4-4-2 diamond and started racking up wins, racking up positive momentum. Of course, that's kind of changed a 4-3-3 back to 4-4-2 diamond. But in recent weeks, it's kind of gone to a 4-2-3-1 again with Adi coming up in that striker role with Alashe, Fatai Alashe coming over from San Jose on loan for this year, MLS contract next year. 
to be that D-mid or maybe even pushing the tempo a little bit more like he did in Atlanta. So I'm very interested to see how what formation Coach Koch goes with and how that kind of plays into what we might see out of Pittsburgh and, and just all the different intricacies of the game, um, especially yeah. considering that that Pittsburgh picked picked apart that uh, that formation last time out. So as I said teams have changed a lot since then. But what's kind I, of the- I, I, I just want to point out quickly before you go on to that next point. Yeah, I, I, for me that was one of my favorite games of the season when when we went uh, went to Nippert. What's that? <laughs> the back and forth. It was a good a good watch. Yeah, no, and, and it, I, th- I think t- from a, uh, a tactical standpoint, I was yeah. I mean, I, I was a, as a Hounds fan, you know, to, to see us roll out with that formation was surprising to see how well it worked. But then equally, I mean, to see how well um, Koch kind of responded, and and you know, it, it was visible that you know they made changes at halftime, and oh, it it worked like really well. And so it's it's kind of cool when when you see these you know kind of uh, touchline managers playing the game like chess and it, like pu- pulling it off and kind of seeing how things play out. So no, I, I think Lily versus Koch is going to be a, a fun game to watch. Um, and I'm really looking forward to it. Absolutely. Now, as I said, it, it's, it's been, it's been a whirlwind. It's been several months uh, since we, I think May, May since we played you last officially. And of course that was a kind of a throwaway game in the US of the cup. So we'll say April. So it's been, you know, four or five months. What has been the biggest change improvement for Pittsburgh uh, in in all that time? Um, I'd say up until recently, um, I, I think we've grown to be quite professional. Um, I, I, in in a weird way, I almost feel like, you know I think some teams run off of kind of emotional energy and and momentum. Um, you know, we've slipped up a couple times this season and I was worried about our response, but um, fairly often we, we bounce back in the next game immediately and, uh, and, and put in a very kind of calm, composed, professional performance. So I th- that's something I've been really happy about. Um, obviously, our defense is, is still really strong. Unfortunately, I don't. <laughs> this happened to us last season, too. Uh, both of our uh, we, have, we have two goalkeepers out injured right now. Um, and that, that happened to us last season again. So we're, we're down to the third, uh, third string keeper and I have slight concerns, not more so just because we don't know much about him. Um, he's played a couple games now, um, but he, he doesn't have a lot of starts on his, on his CV. Um, he's, he's a, you know, so I'm, I'm, I'm slightly concerned just over the kind of unknown, you know, product that he is, um, and how well he kind of gels with, with our defense, but, but generally, yeah, I mean, the improvement is I think Brett has kind of exploded. Um, you know, he's he's gotten goals left, right, and center. He's scored them with his left foot, right foot, header, you know, outside the box, inside the box. He's pretty lethal. Um, so to, to watch him grow over the course of the season has been really uh, encouraging. Um, but, uh, but yeah, and then also to see kind of Lily drill in this kind of professionalism and, and, and to all the players, it, it's been really impressive. Now, what is, what are the three players that if you could single out has to be, you know, guys who impress and play well uh, for Pittsburgh to get three points on Saturday. Has to be Brett. I, like I said, I, th- I think if Nico Brett, our striker, um, if if he doesn't score, I think we're struggling. Um, it, if he doesn't score in the day, I, I think it's going to take a. <laughs> I, th- I think Mike asked the question on our last podcast. You know, 
if, if Brett doesn't score and I tell you like three other players score, who are they? Um, or, or, or we get a couple of the goals, like, you know, who scores them? And I think I said like own goals by the other team. Like, I don't know. I'm, I'm literally struggling here. Um, so I think Brett needs to score. Um, uh, Vanky Azil, who picked up a uh, yellow card accumulation previously, but he'll sit out in the indie game. So he should be back. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> he should be back in the Cincy game. Um, so he's been pivotal for us. I think uh, kind of under the radar, I mean, me personally, and I think uh, uh, with Josh and Mike, uh, maybe even too, um, he, he's kind of been our player of the season. Um, he's he's starred, I think he has the most minutes. Um, he's he's played center back. He's played defensive mid. He's played attacking mid. Um, he's just, he's a really good player. He's, he's really intelligent. I think he picks up space really well. I think he reads space really well. Um, so Funky Zeal is a key player for us. And Conardo uh, Forbes on his day, I think, can kind of run a game from midfield. Um, he's not going to score a lot of goals, but he can he can kind of pick an eye for pick a pick a pass quite well. Um, whether it's a, a thirty yard through ball or, or just short simple passes, I think he kind of keeps the ball well and, and and keeps the game ticking over quite well. So I think those are those are the probably three biggest players for me um, that that kind of need to play well if we're going to get results. Uh, Brett Forbes and Fonky Azil. Yeah, we uh we know Forbes from his time in in Rochester, so put yeah. a hurting on FC Cincinnati. Real quick before I, I dive down into Cincinnati, just just you know you look at what Bob Lilly has done in such a short amount of time, and you just have to be excited if you're a Pittsburgh fan. Like, what's going to happen in another year when he he gets this group, core group of players, you know, keeps who he wants to keep, springs in complimentary pieces. Man, I'm kind of glad we're getting out of the USL. <laughs> this juggernaut coming up. Uh, up in Honestly, there's, there, you know, we, we talk a lot of smack. Uh, our, our fan base is along with <laughs> you have to respect what's what's going on in such a short time in Pittsburgh. Yeah, no, I, I, I I'm, I'm really excited. Um, I, I think one of the bigger things too is um, I think everyone on the roster right now, uh, the club. Um, I, th- I think they, they're at least on for another year, their contract. And then the club have, I think, a, even a year after that, the option to keep them on. So, um, you know, we're not we're not going to be losing any players that we don't want to get rid of. And uh, and on top of that, you know, kind of hearing hearing around the stadium, you know, I, I Lily's going to have, I think, the funds to, to get players that he wants to get. And so. No, I mean, I, I think he's he's already started building a great kind of platform in Pittsburgh of, of a squad. I think we have a really strong squad. I think um, his job over the offseason is is actually quite easy. I think it's, you know, as far as bringing in players, I think we're fine at, at goalkeeper, center back in midfield. We just we just need more players who can put the ball in the back of the net. So I think his job is made easy uh, there. And uh, and yeah, I mean, I, it's it's been a while. We've we've wanted more kind of local coverage of of the Hounds in the city for a while, and and I think this season we're starting to get that. So, you know, if we can if we can put in a, a pretty you know a decent playoff run, you know, and, and who knows what happens at the end of the playoffs, um, you know, and, and start getting more attention, start getting more people in the stadium. No, I, the future is is really bright for this club, and and we're really excited to to kind of see it unfold. And and yeah, uh, far uh, you know. We hope Lily is 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 here for for the for the long term for sure. 
Well, you never know if Hackworth uh, loses another game versus TFC. Louisville might be coming for your boy, so got to be careful there. Huh. <laughs> Do you think he would go? I don't. I don't know. I just. I don't but, think. Man, I tell you what. When you look at that brand new ten thousand, twelve thousand seat facility coming online, shortly, yeah. you never know. Yeah. But uh, I, I always joke. You know, if FC Cincinnati stayed in. Uh, USL, that would be the guy I'd go after. Yeah. All right, so uh, real quick for FC Cincinnati, uh, three players that you need to watch out for for FC Cincinnati to have a good game. Luckily, we uh, were able to rest our players. Uh, I think they actually might have had uh, a couple off days this week to uh, recharge some batteries after that long road stretch in, in Atlanta and Tampa. Is you know, <laughs> This, this kind of gets me. FC Cincinnati is so deep, so you never, you never know who's going to start game in and game out. So I kind of put on that first person, that first player to watch out for. I did put Fernando Adi. That could easily be Welshman or Koenig. Is is that guy going to be able to have the space or make the smart runs to exploit that Pittsburgh defense? Uh, because the, the Pittsburgh defense is very smart. They know their gaps. It's going to be, it's going to take something creative to really break those guys down in the penalty area. Now FC Cincinnati has plenty of talent, you know, to, to put shots in uh, outside of the 18, but I really want you know, FC Cincinnati to really focus on quality chances versus what you, we've kind of seen when Nashville's come to town. And when we play Tampa, where they're just trying to pepper the FC Cincinnati box, uh, to, to not much success. I really want FC Cincinnati to try and go out. And I think that really relies on one of those three guys making the excellent runs. Big question mark uh, is our our new Serie A left back, Pacanate. Came in several weeks ago, got his first start versus Atlanta, played 60 minutes. Had to come in on the weekend because Blake Smith somehow got a second yellow for holding a ball on the sideline, what they call time wasting on a throw in, which is just, I couldn't believe it. So he's going to probably have to go 90 minutes and and coach Koch has really tried to slow play a lot of his guys. So this is going to be a big call for him to know when he can push forward and get into the attack and, and kind of put Pittsburgh on their back foot as well as when to not go forward. Um, so they're, they, I could absolutely see um, the center backs really trying to work with him all week to get him to stay reserved. So we'll, we'll see. Uh, we'll see there. And then uh, Nazmi, Nazmi Albadawi. I think if he can somehow work on bridging the gap that kind of formed between the D mids and the attacking core versus Tampa Bay. I think he did very well. Of course, you had Alashe pressing in a, into the attack a little bit more uh, the previous two matches. But if FC Cincinnati's kind of put on their back foot for periods of time, is he the guy that can drop back, hold possession, and get the ball forward? So really excited to see. I think he plays a lot better right off the forward, so that could hurt a little bit. But uh, he's an immensely talented player, and I think a lot's going to be on his shoulders to even break down the uh, the space in the uh, final third uh, versus Pittsburgh. So we'll see what how those three guys do. Pretty excited, or those three positions do. Uh, so pretty excited. Um, you know, you said uh, earlier we need uh, we need we need our guys to score. Uh, what's what's the one thing that Pittsburgh can do just outside of putting the ball in the back and that that is a good sign for them to win the game? So I think. Uh something I'm actually really looking forward to this game is in recent games, especially at home, 
um, we, we've kind of had to deal with this new phenomenon of, I, I think teams are starting to come to, to Highmark Stadium and uh, kind of be okay with the point before the game even starts. And I think that's something that, you know, <laughs> this fan base and this club aren't used to. Um, and, and to be fair, probably, you know, the, the team and Lily probably aren't used to for the majority of the season. So I, th- I think uh, we're, we generally play better when teams want to come at us. And so that, that's something that I'm, I'm kind of hopeful for this game. So, you know, it, it's not really how do Pittsburgh win in this, and, and I'll get into a legitimate answer to this in a second, but I, I'm, I'm optimistic um, in, in the sense that I think, you know, since he's not going to sit back, um, you know, you guys are going to look to take the game to us, which I think is could play into our hands. Um, but but honestly, I mean, I, I know you mentioned um, you're looking to maybe carve out more quality chances than than quantity. I'm hoping you do the same because, um, like I said, I, I think I, at this point, Dan Lind, um, our, our our kind of main keeper throughout the entire season, he's played really well. I think he, he set a couple of club records for clean sheets. He's still going to just be out injured for this game. I'm pretty sure. Um, I think he'll, he'll be coming out in the next couple uh, couple of weeks. Um, so we'll have, we'll have the new guy, Kirk, um, still in net. And honestly, I mean, it, you know, in the atmosphere of Nipper in, in such a big game, I think the less action he has to do, the better. Um, so I think, you know, how Pittsburgh wins is, is I think if we can, if we can defend in the right area of the pitch, I think that's, that's better for us. You know, if we're, if we're defending right on the edge of our box, I'm not, too optimistic about how this turns out because I think that means then since he has a lot of control of the game and you're probably carving out a lot of chances but if we can if we can maybe press you a little higher and kind of have the game being played in the middle middle part of the uh, the middle third of, of the pitch I think that's going to bode really well for us and um, you know we, we have some uh, pacey players out wide who can who can hit you on the counter so yeah I think, I think if, we, if we defend in the right zones I think we have a good shot if you guys can exploit that space that might develop on those counters between our two D mids and our two center backs, which mm-hmm. you kind of did uh, the first time we played, we played you, you, you drove to the end, like cut some balls back. I think that that could be something that really, you know, kind of hurt FC Cincinnati versus Tampa Bay this past week, but Tampa Bay really, you know, they keep saying how good they are, but there's just, they're, they're not, there's not much quality there. I hate to say that. I don't mean knock those guys, but uh, so I think if you have some guys who have some shooting boots that can take advantage of that space, that could be be big for you guys. Um, and this is kind of interesting to that point with FC Cincinnati is I think if one of the D mids, Alache, Lahoud, or I assume Walker would probably be the one one of the ones sitting backs if he plays. If one of those guys can get comfortable enough to press into the attack to get that extra body forward, um. I think that could be a good sign for FC Cincinnati. Alache is immensely talented, but Lahoud can also ping some really quality balls into uh, to Ledesma, Albadawi, Adi potentially. So very interested to see how that works. And then it, it, I, you kind of mentioned I, I think Pittsburgh would probably try to sit back and try to counter a little bit more. Um, so I don't want them to just take random shots that you know a long shot that bounces away and springs a counter. You know, that's why I say I'd rather have a little bit quality, let our attack set up a little bit. Yeah, it might be a little bit slower, but to really get those chances, not allow Pittsburgh to just spring. Uh, so try to, to make sure they get some good chances. Because, you know, when FC Cincinnati really gets in the box, 
they're deadly. They, 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 they can convert on a lot of their chances when they get, get good looks. So, but then again, um, I think we've seen Ledesma win goal of the week four times on shots 20 yards out. So we'll see how that works. Uh, real quick, man, before you end of the show here, I appreciate you coming on. We're going to do predictions. And uh, the one thing we try to do is we try to work in our statistician, Ken Hedger, uh, expected goals, XG. So in this game, you know, even though FC Cincinnati has one of the most powerful offenses and even some, one of the best defenses, I think, next to Pittsburgh, or at least it's up there. Uh, the most likely result for this game is a one nothing FC Cincinnati win at 14.32%. The second most likely is a 1-1 draw at 13.37%. Third most likely is a 0-0 zero zero draw. <laughs> so XG's not predicting too, too many goals out of this one based on home form and road home and uh, home form for FC Cincinnati road form for Pittsburgh FC Cincinnati has a 40.57% chance to win, which is about, uh, I don't want to say 5% percentage points lower than normal. They're normally 45 or above Pittsburgh's right about 29 and a half. Uh, so that's actually pretty solid, uh, for, uh, somebody coming into Nippert stadium. So with all that being said, man, you know, math's math, and I think FC Cincinnati's a little bit better uh, in terms of the offensive foot than what the computer gives them. So I'm going to call a 2-1 win at FC Cincinnati here. Full week of rest, a lot more time for their quality players to get on the pitch and get used to each other. Only problem is they're training at Gettler, which is the uh, soccer stadium versus the Nippert football stadium all week. So, uh, But yeah, FC Cincinnati's win. That's my pick. Uh, what do you got, my man? Uh, I generally balance myself out pretty well of, of being the biased fan, but also, but also being kind of realistic. And, and I, I think, I think I'm, I, I can be both and, and call a one, one draw here. I think it, it's going to benefit. Um, it's going to benefit the hounds if, if since he come out and play against us and, uh, and yeah, um, I, and, and I, 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 I say one, one, but honestly, I think this could be the most like exciting one, one I'll, I'll watch in a while. I'm, when either goal goes in, if it goes in, I'm going to be off my couch jumping around or, or in head in hands kind of stuff. I think it's going to be a really interesting game, really fun game. Yeah, I, I said I, I'm super jacked up for this game as well. Sadly, uh, can't go again. Uh, I've had this horrible streak of not being able to attend FC Cincinnati home matches due to family reasons. And yeah, so, uh, you know, if you're going out there, I hope you enjoy the game. If you're tuning in from Pittsburgh, I hope you don't enjoy the game, but uh, <laughs> no, nah, thanks for coming on, man. I really do appreciate it. Uh, before we check out here, man, uh, where can we find you? Where can we uh, listen to the Mongols? Yeah, so you, you can find uh, you can find us at Mongols on Twitter, M-O-N-G-O-A-L-S. Um, and you can find a bunch of other uh, stuff also at BGN.FM. Uh, our podcast is hosted there along with some written content. And, uh, and yeah, that's where you can find, I'm not going to plug myself cause you don't want to follow me on Twitter. I'm, I'm quite boring and stale. Uh, so <laughs> go follow Mongols. Awesome. Well, make sure to check out our live shows, uh, with Cincinnati Sock talk on Monday nights. Yes, we will be having a Monday night show. Yes, it is a holiday, uh, labor day, but we will be having our nine o'clock show Monday night. You can listen, watch live on YouTube, Facebook, as well as Twitter. We should be having a pretty special guest. I'm crossing my fingers and praying a little bit. So uh, make sure to stay tuned to our Cincinnati Soccer Talk Twitter at Cincy Soccer Talk. 
uh, for all the up-to-date information there. You can also find me at Brian, B-R-Y-A-N, Weigel, W-E-I-G-E-L. And uh, so should be a should be a good week. Uh, very excited for everything going with FC Cincinnati. Uh, all right, man, Kevin, I appreciate your time. And uh, we will make sure to uh, to have everybody check you guys out this week. And if you are listening to uh, the show as an FC Cincinnati fan, tune in next week as we will be talking to our friends downriver, Louisville City FC, next week for FC Cincinnati. For uh, Kevin, this is Brian Weigel signing off. I hope you all have a great weekend.